Hey guys, welcome back to Madhouse Currents. I'm Luke. I'm joined with the one and only Jenna James. Woo-hoo. Woo. <laughs> Coming to you live from Florida. Oh. We're getting settled in. Floridian. We just had our uh, girls' first flag football game. Presley ran over in the middle of the game and handed me a tooth. I, mean, like, I lost yeah, my tooth. I, about that. That. I was like, that was pretty hilarious. There's what? A little bit of blood on her hand. Yes, uh, it's like it handed me a tooth. It's like it was a, it was not a permanent one, just to clarify. But she didn't get like hit and then knocked out or no. anything like that. It was just a loose tooth, and I didn't even know they that have to wear they have to wear mouth guards in yeah. flag football. I don't ever remember doing that, but they have to wear mouth guards in flag football. I think that actually helped keep it from falling out on the ground or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she just comes running over and hands Jenna a tooth. <laughs> and then like, she just runs back onto the field. Yeah, she was like laughing. It was hilarious. Yeah, and it was, was like, all right, all the parents I was standing there talking to were like, what? what? <laughs> she just handed you a tooth? I was like, I guess so. All I've, right. Uh, I mean, one thing I've learned with, with youth, like little kids sports is the most interesting things are going to happen yeah. during youth sports. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty prime example. So, funny story, too, on Presley losing teeth. The last time that she lost the tooth, we were camping, and in the middle of the night, she woke me up. Well, I doubt we were even sleeping, because it was a rock, long night. But, hands, and hands me a tooth, and she's like, Mom, I lost a tooth. And I was like, what? She just loses random teeth. I don't know. Anyway, she doesn't tell me when they're loose. So, little story there. You anyway. just never know. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing, though, because I look at my wallet, and I've got a couple... I've got at least three or four dollar bills, so we're covered. That's good. that's usually if the frantic remember, thing. Once one of them loses their tooth, we like, never have cash. It's like, I don't have any cash. What am I supposed to do? So we've gotten like dimes and nickels yeah. and quarters and pennies yeah. and yeah. made a dollar out of it and stuck it in their little tooth thing that they put underneath it. Yeah. We forgot one time. We did. Remember that? And then, and then we you... convinced them. We no, had no, no. some funny tooth stories. You didn't convince them. We forgot. One of us forgot to do it. That would be you. Whatever. And the next morning, Preston's like, the tooth fairy didn't come. And we're like, uh-oh, did we forget? So you ran down the stairs, grabbed a dollar, went upstairs and said, no. I put it in the other pillowcase. No, Preston, it was in the other pillowcase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened. One time she lost her tooth right before bed. Like, lost it. We couldn't find it in the carpet somewhere. So I went in Sawyer's stash of teeth. <laughs> and I took yeah. one of Sawyer's teeth. I got down on the carpet. And I was like, oh, here it is. So it was actually Sawyer's. Put it in there. Yeah. No, that's hilarious. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So many fun stories. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've got a really good topic for you guys today uh, that that we've been thinking about a lot, kind of stewing over how to to communicate this message. But it's definitely something that has, we've gone through this multiple times throughout our, our, really our, our adult life, like. Probably even farther back than that. Probably our whole life and just don't really realize. Yeah, like from when we got out of college to even moving down to Florida now. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, hearing you're wrong from from a lot of times someone that you love or someone that really loves you. Um, yeah. But knowing when to take that advice and knowing when not to take that advice. Yeah. So... If you can believe it, if you've been keeping up with our podcast, we've been told we are wrong a lot in the last year. I know we've walked this journey with um, you guys who listen and have told like our life story and kind of what's going on. But so we made a lot of big decisions and we pissed a lot of people off. Excuse my language. Well, <laughs> or 
not only I don't know that, it pissed people off, but uh, in certain situations, like we it have, took people a while to come come to. Because it's a big change. We moved a long way away from yeah. a lot of our family and a lot of people that we know and care about. Yeah, so that's the aspect away. that might have made people mad. But we've heard that we are wrong a lot. So we, it was actually kind of fun. The other night we were sitting and just kind of talking about things that we've been told we're wrong about. And we were going to kind of walk you through some of those stories and some of the lessons that we've learned. And Yeah, but before we dive into that, I think the whole key thing I want you guys to keep in mind here is um, advice is great, right? Yeah. And Information, knowledge, knowledge is great. Um, advice from people that have had experiences with things is invaluable. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying that don't listen to people or don't don't seek advice from other people. All we're saying is trust but verify. Yeah. Right. So if someone's giving you advice on something, really think about where's that advice coming from. Yeah. What experience do they really have with that? Right. Where's that information coming from? And is there some other emotion tied to it? Like you got to kind of think through all that stuff. And then, as we're going to talk about a little bit, at the end of the day, you got to trust your gut. Yeah. You got to do what's right for you and what's right for your family. Yes, absolutely. And not doing it blindly. I mean, definitely listen to what other people say, but you have to dig into your own life, your own experiences, your own. Um, journey, what you want to and do. you have to follow your gut. After not saying blindly, do that by any means, but you gotta you gotta be you. You yeah. gotta live your life, exactly. right? You don't live your life for someone else. No. You live your life for you and for your family, or at least your immediate family. Yeah, um, I like one thing that you had said too when we were talking about this is don't feel like you're letting someone else down because you're doing what is right for your family instead yeah. of doing it for someone else. That's right. Because you're always going to live with it. Like, that's going to hang with you forever. Yeah. You're going to feel that. And I've talked to people. I've talked to loved ones that have said, mom's example. She's like, I really wish that when I was younger or when I was your age, well, not our age. because Younger than us. Younger than us. Like, when she was, this was a long time ago, when she was going to college, she's like, I really wish I would have went to, she had a full ride to Indiana. Yeah. She's like, I really wish I would have went to the University of Indiana. I really regret not doing that. Like, you don't want to act. I'm not saying that's bad. Like, obviously, my mom made the right decision because I'm here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> sure. But thanks, Mom. I love you yeah. for that if you're listening. <laughs> but, like, we're all going to have things that we wish that we would have done different, right? But, mm-hmm. but man, we don't want that to hang with us forever because that can be, uh, can be something that can be, yeah. could be destructive. I'm not saying this yeah. was destructive. But no. It's something that you hang with that forever and you just contemplate your mind, like, why didn't I do this different? We've all had those. We, I was going to say, we've had that multiple yeah, times. Sure. Um, but now we are where we are because of it. So yeah. but anyway. maybe start from the beginning. Like we were talking about this the other night, just mm-hmm. getting bad advice from people. Right. And, yeah. and knowing when to use that and when not to use it. And you start talking about Europe, like right away after college. Oh yeah. So right when I graduated college, um, Two weeks after, my best friend and I packed backpacks and we went to Europe for three months. So we had not very much money, very little belongings, and we bought a Eurail pass, flew over there, and we're like, we're just going to stay in hostels and go. Um, So we did like 11 countries in three months. It was amazing. I look back, best thing that's ever happened. But before I went, my older brother was like, don't do this. This is a terrible idea. This, you're gonna, this is going to set you back 10 to 12 years in your life. You just graduated college, right? There, so you're, you're leaving the most like a couple valuable weeks later. now 
to get a job and start working. Well, anyone that works in a professional setting knows that that's not true at all. Like the most valuable people are not the people straight out of college. Well, <laughs> yeah, but he was just saying like right now is a good time. Like it's summer. People are hiring. They know people just graduated college for entry level positions. He might have been true. Might have been right on that. Maybe. I don't know. But I it terrified me. Like, I took it. I'd I didn't take it with a grain of salt. I still went, obviously, but I was like, 10 to 12 years? Is it really going to set me back? I mean, that's putting me, like, in 10 to 12 years, we were engaged. I'm like, in 10 to 12 years, like, we want to buy a house. We want to have kids. Like, yeah. so that was terrifying. Did no it set offense. you back 10 to 12 years? No. It set me back not at all. I got back from Europe. <laughs> I had a job within a month and started that journey. Right. Um, so yeah, very like unsolicited and not great advice. I mean, I would rather hire someone with more life experience than someone that came straight out of school right into the career. If I knew, if I was looking for a position where someone was going to interact with different types of people, like having that worldly experience. Yeah. That would be a plus for me. And there were times I used it in interviews when they asked certain questions. And then, I mean, I was in an interview once and I brought it up and I was like, you know, I can't remember what the question was and I was like, I was just in Europe and like, I know this is probably not exactly what you're looking for in a business, but like we had to get a right. train and like, it was like a problem solving thing. Right. And, and, and in that scenario. so I use it and he's like, you, so it, you went to Europe, I did that, something similar and it just like escalated the whole conversation and the interview and whatever. Yeah. It's a great example of a person has no experience in that field. <laughs> so basically you're blindly taking advice that. That's not, that's not true, right? Yeah, so, exactly. And if you would have taken that advice, you would have never went to Europe. And no. That's an awesome three-month opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Do you remember, well, we weren't married yet. We were engaged, and we were back home in our small town, right? And my grandma, bless her heart, she's like 86 now. I don't know how old she was then. Yeah. 70s, mid-70s. She was talking to her preacher and like... Brand new pre- preacher introducing us. Yeah, like pumping us up. Yeah, she's oh, like... Oh, they're this. great people. They've done almost everything Almost right. everything right. We lived together before we were married. Right. Um, so, and she said it like three times. And at first, the first time she said it, I was kind of like... I think you and I looked at each other and we're like, I don't know what's going on here. And she's like, yeah, just so close. They almost did it. They almost did everything like right. <laughs> After we walked away, Luke, I think, looked at me and was like, what? Did, I'm confused. And I was like, because we lived together. We did, And he's like, oh. And then I connected. Yeah, connected it. It was pretty funny. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean... We were definitely wrong in a lot of people's eyes, I guess, probably by doing that. Yeah. Living together before we were married. Another another good example of Of course this. we had separate bedrooms, but... Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if only they did. Another example of this, too, would be... You know, we both have done CrossFit. We're not doing it now. I'm kind of doing a variance of it. But we both have done CrossFit for a number of years, right? And that community, depending on how much experience you have with it or actually how educated you are in that field, it can get a pretty bad rap. Because yeah. if you go and you work out and you do a lot of the Olympic weightlifting movements that they mm-hmm. have you do... And I've seen, I've been to gyms where they don't do a good job of coaching you on proper form. And you can get hurt really bad. And you Mm -hmm. can get hurt consistently too if you're not using proper form. But we were having conversations with, I think it was your mom brought it up and was telling us, was telling you and was telling me too. Like, I can't believe you guys would do that to your body. Like, that's so terrible. So hard on your body. So hard on your body. 
You're going to take years off of your life doing that. She never said that, (laughs) but I mean, pretty much short of that. Um, And that one's a tough one for me to, like a tough pill for me to swallow because, um, and I've had multiple conversations with, especially my mom, probably other people too, about beating up our bodies over working out. And what's, what's the alternative though? But it's a Not bias. working out or going. It's, one, she has no experience with it, and no, two, she's really never worked out in her life. I mean, she's done a couple things, but not to that scale. She has yeah. no idea about yeah. lifting weights. We came from an awesome gym that we were like coached very well, very monitored, very closely. Like mm-hmm. they take a lot of pride in that for that reason so people don't get injured and we did um, we did have a couple times where i tweaked my back or you tweaked your back but man you can do that i woke up with like a shoulder a... injury this morning after sleeping what i don't know remember i was, I was gonna it say it can happen could, anywhere i was <laughs> gonna say you could do that like picking up a bag of dog food at the or sleeping store. in bed or sleeping you I, were I, I've probably done that with my you neck. were probably sleeping on my arm is what probably happened oh probably you were um, trying to cuddle me right yeah I know. right i've got all my pillows you were spooning um, but yeah, so taking that kind of advice is, is tough. One, working out is super like mental clarity for me. That's a yeah. huge, I get up Big early time. in the morning and go, um, we're going to try when we move to just run and use the amenity center here. And we were here like two days and we joined a gym, like unlimited right membership. <laughs> like yeah, we were right like, away. we can't. So I went back to like early mornings and I felt like myself again because I walk in <laughs> we walk in and um, i don't yell at my kids like that all the time yeah right uh, but yeah i walk in the door and i'm ready to take on the day so working out is a hard one to listen to people be like oh you shouldn't do that right and or, if i don't feel like i'm gonna die at least once in a workout i have a really hard time feeling like i worked out I mean, do you feel like a lot of the time when you hear that advice like running is another great example You'll hear like, oh, it's so hard on your knees. It's so bad for your knees. Like, I know people that used to run all the time, and now their yeah. knees are terrible. Who do you usually hear that advice from? People At least that in don't my experience. run. People that don't run or people that don't really do a whole lot of anything. Like, yeah. not in great shape. Like, not, not the type of people that you would typically take fitness advice from. So, yeah. again, when we're talking earlier, it you got to trust but verify. And... Really look, does that person that's giving me advice on not going to Europe, that's giving me advice on not doing this fitness program, do they have any experience or knowledge with it? Well, do they? And you have to think to, um, to somebody else, if they're giving that advice, it might actually resonate with them. So I'm sure it would. It it's doesn't a, mean that it's necessarily bad advice. It's just you have to take it in. Everybody has their own um, personal like journey or family journey, their own. So it doesn't mean that there's not a place for that. It just yeah. doesn't, it means that you have to like, let it soak in and then still go through your process of figuring out what's right. Yeah. I mean, another thing that we, that we both of us heard growing up or moving through, like as we're going through college and getting ready to get a new job, you know, job and moving into the professional, um, professional space, professional world, whatever that is, uh, was like, you got to put your time in, right? Yes. And you do. You have to put your time in. Like you're not, there are a lot of people today and 
from our era. I can't say era. Has it been? An, how long is an era? I don't know. I don't know. But it's been. Man, when, when did we graduate? Uh, how old are you? How old are you? <laughs> thirty-six. How old am I? <laughs> thirty-six. No, I'm still thirty-five. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, so what was that? Thirteen years ago, we graduated college. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Well, so almost, no, fourteen. This is something. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fourteen. But, but yeah. So you get you definitely have to put your time in. And I think there are a lot of people that think just because they go to school or they stay and they get their master's degree that they instantly. Can become a manager or can be the CEO or run the company, right? You definitely have to put your time in. Well, and I, this was a bad, this was a tough one for me. Um, Before I started staying at home, I worked for Wells Fargo for six or seven years until after Presley was born. Um, But I hated, hated my job. I felt like a little piece of me died every morning when I had to walk into work. It was terrible. Like I went and met you for lunch one time. And I walk up, and you go to the security thing, because it's Wells Fargo, and it's a huge campus with thousands of people, right? You go yeah. to the security thing, you got to go through all that stuff. And then you go upstairs, and I was walking to go see your cube, and you're walking by all these people, and they just look at you with, like, empty stairs, but also stairs where you kind of wonder if they're going to turn around and stab you in the back oh as you're gosh. walking through. Like, they it just look that miserable. <laughs> yeah, I once got, like, yelled at for... Using a scented hand lotion at my desk. Like somebody stood up and was like, who has the lotion? I was like, oh my gosh. I like... The lotion I like, Nazi. S- like slipped down in my chair. <laughs> no anyway, lotion for you. But the, I did. I got it. Yeah, right. I got advice from um, a lot of people, not in the company, but people that I really looked up to that were like, oh, nobody likes their job. You're not supposed to like your job. You do the time, and then when you retire, you enjoy life. And I'm like, I'm 23 years old. I have to hate this? Like, I have to hate what I'm doing? For the rest of my life? Pretty much. What if I die when I'm, like, 50? Then I never get to experience the good thing of life? Right. Um, So I have come to realize, like you said, you put in your time, for sure. But it doesn't. On the flip side, mean that you have to absolutely... If you absolutely hate what you do that much, then you need to make a change. It doesn't mean that you aren't still going to have to put in your time. And but, not just hate one day. Like, oh, I had a bad day. I'm going to quit yeah, my job and find something Everybody has bad else. days. Of course, I bad weeks, bad months. Even bad years sometimes. But yes. not bad six years. No, six, seven years. Like, yeah, it was... Oh my gosh, that was rough. But... I thought that was normal. Like yeah. at that point I took what other people, especially if they were like older and they, I looked at them like a mentor or yeah. I really respected them. When they said that, I just thought that was normal just to hate what right. you did. And right. I was like, this is terrible. I mean, what's that do to your, to your well-being? Oh, well. To your home life. To your kids. I yeah. Mean, it, it was. It was nasty. I know when I have a bad day. I guess day I'm never going nasty. back to Wells Fargo because if anybody ever listened to this, I don't really care. It doesn't uh, matter. I think we're safe there. We'll we'll figure it out. Well, all right. So coming full circle to present day today or present year plus last year. Yeah. I think that's legal. I don't know. Um, homeschooling. Yeah. Right. So that was another one where we got a lot of input. Right. Um, it was. Something that I, we'd never really considered doing. No. I mean, we had said. I was thinking about going back to work at this time last year. Like, all yeah. three kids were going to be in school yeah. 
full time. It was time. And we didn't we didn't decide to homeschool because of COVID. No, like we're not saying that at all. No, nope. um, there's some things there that kind of helped push it forward. But yeah, it held our hand. None of us fear, but a lot of it was just we were not satisfied with the school district that we were in. Yeah, we didn't like it, and private school was just wasn't really an option for no, us because it wasn't going to be affordable for two kids uh, for our three starting three kids. this year. Yeah, um, it's just going to be too much. So we we you know the kids have like 25 kids in their classroom which isn't a ton but it is when you're there's one teacher and one aide I think that's what they had and you have really disruptive kids inside of that classroom too yes. so they're constantly being interrupted during their learning process and there's like kudos to teachers because their job yes. is incredibly difficult and we have had a lot of great teachers and I'm yeah. not what I say here has nothing negative to me to do with teachers. Because I think teachers are awesome. I think they do a really good job for the most part. Some of them suck, but that's in you have that with everybody. Yeah. But for the most part, they're awesome. We've had great experiences. But the way the school is set up, man, teachers are like their hands are tied, right? Yeah, like they're shackled. Like there's no discipline in school anymore, and kids just just run wild. And in Sawyer's classroom, they would have room clears because kids would be disruptive and. They can't remove the kid from the classroom. They got to remove everybody else yeah. from the classroom. So think and what this that, is not once or twice. No, this so was think, every week, multiple times. It was. And think what that does to their learning process. It interrupts it all the time. And think how long it takes them to get all those kids back on track. Yeah. I mean, Sawyer was a really good reader until about, was it second grade? No, midway first through grade, first grade. Midway through first grade, she started to kind of slip between between the cracks. And yeah. Move on. Because when you have 25 kids in the classroom, and I was talking to you, to you about this with, like, Presley with math. Like, your kid gets math, but it takes her a little bit longer sometimes. And I've noticed that doing homeschooling one-on-one is she'll get part of it, but if you got to work with her a little bit more before, before she gets it all. Kid's yeah. sharp. She gets it. But if she was in a classroom with 25 other kids, if she got part of it, the teachers are probably going to focus over here on these other kids that aren't getting it at all. So. Yeah. I guess what I'm, I said a lot there, but yeah. what we were saying was that we felt like we felt like our kids weren't getting the education they no. needed to get, and so we decided we're going to homeschool. So this was one of those. It was not taken lightly. It was we went back and forth so many times. We still don't know what we're going to do next year, right? Um, but and I know in previous podcasts, uh, I've kind of talked about pulling yourself like. You have to remove emotion. So a lot of times when we're trying to make big decisions and we're going back and forth and I can't, like, we just can't figure it out. You have to, like, almost pull yourself out of your body. Like, I knew what the right decision was for us. Yeah. It wasn't the answer that I wanted. Also prayed a whole lot about it, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't the answer that I necessarily wanted. But, like, when I pulled myself up out of my body and I was like, what do we have to do? I knew instantly. To go about this from like a different aspect though, and this is really important, is is we've talked a lot about following your gut and making and doing what's right for you and your family. Two important things here is it doesn't always mean it's going to be easy and it doesn't mean that you're not going to second guess yourself along the way. So an example of this is like this week on Monday, um, we had a day. Like, I had a day with mainly Presley, but um, during school. So, she's on third grade curriculum. Oh, we just got a little interruption. We are on 
third grade curriculum with her. We did second grade with both of them, and now we're on to third. And so she's second grade level, but doing third grade curriculum, which is great. And she's handling it, and she's doing really well. But she wasn't getting something like I wanted her to. I got frustrated. Um, ended up putting so much pressure on. She, like, cracked. I made her cry. It was horrible. It was, like, a gut-wrenching feeling that was terrible. At that point, like... I had to go get Austin from school. I sat in my car. I was in tears. Like, I felt defeat. I felt like a horrible mom. I felt like a horrible teacher. I thought, like, should I just enroll her in school tomorrow and get her out of this house? Like, so I don't destroy her and crush the kid completely. And then I talked to her about it. We went, like, I went through everything with her. I decided to, it was time to just kind of switch some things up because we were doing things more advanced than they needed to be. Not yeah. that we're not going to get to it, but anyway, yeah, that's, I had to like remind myself one, like not only give myself some grace, which I did not feel like I deserved at all, mm. but I definitely second guessed our decision. Yeah. Very strongly that day. Like I thought I was going to destroy our child. Yeah. Like it was Yeah. Horrible. These things are hard and that can be even more challenging at that point. If you still have someone in your ear saying that you're not doing the right thing, you're not doing the right thing, you're not doing the right yeah. thing. You get that advice while you're going through a period of difficulty or challenge. Yeah. It'd be pretty easy to give up and give in and move on. Yeah. Um, we didn't really talk about the stuff we heard when we told people that we were going to start homeschool. I mean, we heard, oh, are you guys capable of doing it? You're not teachers. You're not accredited. Your kids aren't going to be socialized. Your kids aren't going to be socialized. Are they going to fall behind? Like, how are you going to put them back in the classroom yeah. when they're ready to go back to class? Then we also heard, like, the homeschooling is the only way to go. Like, oh, I yeah. can't even believe Both that you guys sides. ever sent your kids to school. Yep. School systems are terrible. Like, they're going to come out and be messed up and yep. all of this stuff. So, if you don't check in with yourself, your spouse, and your own gut and, like, really, like, hash through what is best for your family... Some of these hard things are going to get a whole lot harder and then you might end up somewhere that you don't want to be. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And come full circle, which I just said that before, but I'm going to say it again because uh, the circle has, this is more like a pivot. It just keeps going. Um, come full pivot. Wrap it up. Wrapping it up. Wrap it up. We're in Florida now, right? So we moved yeah. down here. We, um, I mean, we got a lot of advice or reaction from people when we decided to move. Like, why would you want to move there? It's so hot. Why would you want to leave Iowa? It's we have great school districts. It's it's you got all the seasons. It's you're gonna be bugs down there. You're gonna get eaten by alligators. No bugs in Iowa. Right, right. You're gonna get eaten by alligators. You're gonna get killed by a snake. What do you um, think? Have you gotten eaten by an alligator yet? No. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, all we right, haven't. Haven't. Still here. So, um, yeah. I mean, so far so good. We're still er- still early in. Um, yeah. Maybe we will get eaten by an alligator. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But. Um, love it, man. Like, kind of kicking ourselves for not making this decision earlier. But it happened we'll when see. it was supposed to happen. It did. It did. It did. It did. And to the point before, you're gonna make the wrong decision sometimes, right? Yep. And maybe moving to Florida will end up being the wrong decision. I don't know. Yeah. But I think if we would never have done it, we would have regretted that for the rest of our lives. Yes. Not knowing. So. However, you're not going to regret not living in an RV, are you? No, definitely not living in an RV. <laughs> we talked about that already. Uh, no, so I'll leave you the one quote that that I really like that I heard one time. Uh, it, it's kind of talking about society in general, but we are we're drowning in information but starving for knowledge. 
Like, I like that quote. You get you can get information anywhere from anyone, from everyone. Saying whatever you want it to say. Yeah, saying whatever you want it to say, but it's not knowledge, right? Drowning in information with starving. Yep. All right, we're going to end on that. We are. All right, guys, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.